Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We had so much fun recording the episode, um, but it couldn't have been done without the help of our sponsor, Karen Simchas and Vikalis. We're going to take a minute to hear a little bit more about them. The following episode of Go Simcha the Podcast is proudly sponsored by Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala. Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, Please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Go Simple, the podcast. Um, this week, we are up to episode number 18, which is pretty cool. We keep going every single week. We're up to another episode, and it's all thanks to you guys. You guys, the fans, the listeners who are out there supporting us, liking our stuff on Instagram, commenting on our stuff, sending us requests, sending us um, fan mail, phone calls, you name it, we've gotten it so far, and it's really amazing. And this whole thing couldn't have been done without um, our partner, Zer Radio, and our sponsor, Karen Sims, Klasen Vikala. And it's just really amazing that we're up to 18 episodes. I remember back a couple, like when I first had this idea for the podcast, I didn't even think it was going to get this far. And, you know, we have more episodes coming out every single week and just want to thank you. But this week we're sitting down with somebody really cool in the industry. Um, you may not know him, but you know of his work. He works with all your favorite singers and artists to make sure that their tracks sound amazing and sound professional and perfect when it hits that CD, when it hits the stores. So I would love to welcome to the show this week, Ian Freider. Ian, pleasure to meet with you. Pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome to Go Simple, the podcast. What's going on, buddy? Hi, Zisha. Thank you. Thank you. Same here. Pleasure. Sure. Amazing. Um, so like I said, your name has been dropped like almost every episode. Like I want to thank, I want to thank Sterling Meyer, Ian Freider, and all these people who make their album possible so how'd you get into this business how did you get into sound and the music industry well uh it's been a while i'm an old guy <laughs> and, uh, uh basically i started in israel when i was uh, playing shows as a keyboard player and uh, doing some arrangements but then when i moved here i had a little setup when i lived in brooklyn we started in brooklyn 96 i had a little setup uh, and i was doing you know like some light engineering work and uh some live sound jobs that i'm actually still doing to, to this day and uh basically when i moved to staten island uh i have a very good friend of mine ellie lishinsky was a excellent engineer producer and he sent uh, some of his, one of his clients he sent to, to me was Avi Numark, who oh, wow. was a, a producer in this industry. And we started to work on something. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah. Shabbos Get Ready with Ari Goldwag, a project. Oh, Ari's a local here. You know, Ari, you know, Ari, Ari's a neighbor of mine over here in Betamish. Oh, yeah? 
Amazing, yep. amazing. Yeah, of course. Uh, I know he's around Jerusalem somewhere too. So uh, yeah, I speak to Ari and we work together very often. So that was the first project that I've done in this industry and was uh, it was like in 2006, something like that or seven. And uh, the rest is history. From there, uh, you know, I got introduced to this market. Again, thanks to Eli Lushinsky. And uh, we continued. There was a lot of uh, new guys back then, like Benny Friedman. He <laughs> uh, was a new guy on the scene. He did some, uh, you know, some gigs and stuff that he uh, performed. And uh, Avi brought him for an album and that how the first album came up. And uh, so on and so on, you know, some of the guys. That's pretty cool. So how did you, like, what made you want to go into sound engineering and, and like, these types of things? Because, like, you meant you said before, you started off back in Israel just playing, playing a key, as a keyboard player and doing these types of things, these small little gigs. What propelled you into really saying, you know, let's go out, let's, let's get into this? Because it's a, big, it's a big job, like, to do sound engineering and mixing and mastering and all these things it's cool. It's fun. Like this is the side of the, the industry that people don't necessarily see and understand because we only see us as the consumer and the listener only see the finished product. Sure, so how did, sure. What like propelled you into this, into this realm? Well, yeah, you're right. First I'll touch on the last point that you made uh, that, yeah, it's something that's maybe gets underappreciated because right. people are not aware of the process of what's, what, what is going into a making of, a, say, an album? You know, right. what's uh, what, what are the, uh, the the steps and how long it takes and all that stuff. So people not aware of this, and you're right, it's uh, really underappreciated. And uh, yeah, we're doing the behind the scenes, all the uh, all the work basically that goes behind the scenes. Now, what drew uh, drew me into that? Um, the, the whole sound thing. I always, being a musician, I was always fascinated by, you know, recording and microphones and, and technology and, you know, preamps and all that stuff. So little by little, I got myself some equipment and I started to experiment, basically mainly hands-on, you know, even though school, probably engineer, engineering school would be probably also a good route to go, which doing some research, I decided it's not for me. <laughs> and going hands-on with my musical background, I decided to 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 actually pursue that you know that uh, direction of of actually recording and editing and all that stuff. But besides all that, I'm doing also productions. Meaning, I always were into was into arrangements and arranging a track and coming up with the uh, production ideas while working with certain musicians and usually studio musicians right. to give them the parts to play on a certain track uh, to make it interesting and to make something new. Uh, and I was, I was happy uh, to contribute something to that industry that actually are not 100% in touch with what's happening in the world music-wise. Uh, now it's more than, than, than it used to be when I first intro got introduced to it. Uh, but um, people are more open now, more aware of what's going on in the world. 
uh, when I got introduced, everything was a Hiddish, you know, mm. that's what they uh, refer to, uh, you know, like every, every, like, a lot of things were, were like uh, Hiddish. So, uh, what do you mean yeah, by that? I mean, what do you mean by like now everything is more open and out there and like transparent? Like, what do you mean it was like? I don't tradition? know. I think I, I think the uh, the uh, the information like the social media and the information that you can find on YouTube, for example, you know, uh, all of a sudden you, you you get more in touch what other people in the world are doing, you know, and right. uh, the entire industry, a secular music was uh far away from jewish music back in the day right i remember even uh now the gap is very very small if, the, if, if any at all you know i got you that's really interesting that's really yeah. really interesting and you say and so like it's funny how you said that you you thought about it for a second to go pursue sound engineering in as in, in university and it, the more hands-on approach was more ideal for you. I totally get you on that one. My father always said to me that college would be a waste of my time and his money. Because um, I'm also, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I also, like, for me, everything I do, everything I've done with my, with my businesses, my companies, and my show, and, and music in general, also, I happen to be a musician. I'm a self-taught musician because I'm more, I work more hands-on. I'm more like, let's show me what to do. Let me play. The way I learned how to play guitar I, I literally, I bought a guitar once in Israel when I was in Yeshiva and I said, okay, now what do I do with this? So I went on, I went online and I searched, okay, I want to, I want to learn how to play this song, a specific song. So I said, okay, fine, let's go and start learning the chords. And that's how I learned how to play guitar. I said, I want to play this song. I'm going to learn it. And I did it. And I said, okay, fine. Now I, I understood that with guitar, there's no Kiddush to it. With any music, there's no Kiddush to it. It's all, any song, it's all the same four chords. And basically. you can probably, you, yeah. you can, you can back me up on that one. Yeah, basically. But yeah, so I'm saying like it, that's that, the best way that, to do things. That being said though, I, yeah. I mentioned, I would yeah. not discourage people in, into going into colleges and, and, and learning. Oh, totally uh, not. Let's say I, I'm talking about music now and, and studying music or, or even sound engineering for that, engineering for that matter in, in, in a college or in an environment, like a school environment it's definitely a plus and obviously it depends on who's going to be your uh, uh, right. teacher and who, who's going to be your mentor, but uh, it's much easier to learn on other people's mistakes than discover them yourself. And I agree. It's just a waste of time also. No, for uh, sure. But again, it's everyone's decision. I still, I, I don't discourage on going and studying with somebody, you know, it's always, I find it always the helping more than not, you know, no, for sure, hundred um, percent. I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that statement, one hundred percent. So, so back to back to the studio. What kind of what kind of stuff do you guys use? What kind of tools? What kind of um, programs and software do you guys use to mix these tracks that we all hear? Because you know, like we said, we only hear the end product. We don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. So, what are you guys using over right. there that can give us a better insight on yeah, how the I mean, how I it's can made? Go over a, a, a long list of the equipment but it's not it's not really again and, and you're right the tools today at our fingertips and i always say that we live in an amazing era like right. our time here right now mm -hmm. it's better than it was in the 60s or 70s because i i i caught some you know times that we're sitting in the studio with a two inch uh, reel and uh, <laughs> go try and do a, a, a copy paste there 
going to take you half a day. So <laughs> today, we live in an amazing, amazing, amazing times and technology-wise. And of course, uh, again, and going back to the equipment list kind of thing, it's, uh, it's secondary. You know, like we, I have a state-of-the-art studio here, like really, really good high-end equipment, high-end rooms and all that treated that most people don't have today and people don't open studios like I did recently, five years ago, because it's the, a lot of studios like in, in New York, a lot of studios, major studios in New York, like 80% closed down. Oh, wow. Why? Because uh, like I said, time has changed. There's no budgets anymore. Record labels, I'm talking about now the secular world. Record labels are really not what they used to be. Like even 12 years ago, if they would find an artist, they like their voice, they would give them an advance of $250,000 to make five or six songs with top guys that charge $40,000 a song, a track. Uh, and they, they'd be okay with it. If, uh, you know, get anywhere. So uh, today, time has changed. They, they, if record label is going to touch you, only if you have a final product and they don't have, they don't need a vision anymore. They don't want to have a vision anymore. They want to have a final product, like a recorded song, album, a final video, and they will do a distribution for you, digital or real. I think digital is more more than real. And uh, that being said, recording studios have no budgets. You know, a studio in the city that the, their overhead is $30,000 a month wow. or maybe even $15,000 a month. How do you justify this? I don't know. Before, like I said, Rick and Martin would go into a, in, in, into a studio. They're going to book it for six months and studio would get a million dollars so they can live off of that. Today, it doesn't work like this anymore. Wow. Today, struggle. So a lot of people have a setup at home and if somebody's very talented, like a lot of today's producers, like whoever you hear, you know, uh, on the radio today, most likely they have a small one of the bedrooms set up as a studio and a computer, which is today a centerpiece of every studio. You know, even though I have a expensive mixing board here, analog gear, my yeah. centerpiece of the studio is my computer and you cannot, you know, run away from this. Wow. So the equipment is really the secondary. It's what you do with it, you know? Right. No, for uh, sure. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and I, I don't even like to, like on, on on a different like you know forum sometimes we discuss what microphone sounds better than others but i don't think we uh, our listener is going to be interested in listening to what no, microphone sounds better it's, than it's others. just interesting to hear what you're saying about how the times have changed and how pretty much anybody with with a computer um and, and a, a spare room in their house can can produce a track and everything is, it, is today is down to what you have between your ears you know Right. So, and I mean, like with tools like Pro Tools and with like software like Pro Tools and all sorts of other, these other different suites that you can use to mix your tracks. Exactly. Like anybody with a lap, anybody with a computer can go out there and produce a track. But I guess right, with a laptop as well. <laughs> but I guess like there's a difference between anybody can do it, anybody doing it and doing it right, you know? Um, and so that's, no, there so that's are differences, of course. Right, and that's how I think what what makes you from what what makes you in your industry is that like 
you know what you're doing. You've been doing this for many years and you know, and because your musical background has helped you, you know, what sounds good. You know how to piece things together and you know how to mix them down to be able to uh, really bring out a final product. Like I was talking, we had Baruch Shalom on our show a couple weeks ago and he was praising your name. He kept saying oh, yeah. how, wow. yeah, Baruch Shalom on the show. Thank and you, he was saying, yeah, <laughs> he was great and he was great. And he was just telling you how, like, you know, the magic you did with his albums and how it, like, it came together. And and I guess that's what really makes all the difference between... Yeah, Baruch, it was a little different. And in what way? That he wanted to be very spontaneous. He, he didn't want to plan things ahead. And I kind of, I hop it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with it, you know? It's like, right. it's not really the way I work all the time. It's probably... The only time we did something like that and try not to perfect things, but to get the actual, you know, the, the, that core that really like make that song, you know, and right. not try to be very, uh, you know, uh, very uh, 100% clean or just tune everything at, at to 100% or stuff like that. So uh, to be spontaneous, basically, that's the word I would say. And it was interesting experience. I, I had some tracks. And uh, he would drop something on on on, uh, on the music that inspired him. Yeah, he was saying time. something about that. He was saying something about that. How he had one track that he just didn't and he didn't get like it didn't sound right to him. And then you played him some some this. I think it was the first track on his album, which I happen to love that album. I listened to it before we did the show. I listened to it for like days, and I, not because I want like yeah, because I loved it. I honestly loved listening to it. And Baruch, if you're listening to the yeah, show, I loved your album. Um, but that one track in the beginning, the first track that he had on that album, he said that you helped him with it. It was like, it kind of started off like a little bluesy and then it just like turned into more of like a, like a heavy punk, heavy light punk kind of mix. And it was like, whoa, man. And he said, you, you put those guitars in there, those riffs in there and the, the, all that other stuff. And you're like, you showed him this track and he was like, yeah, let's do it. Right, right. There was something that we sit and we prep. Sometimes we have uh, downtimes. So we we right. do some uh, work. And uh, when I say we, I have uh, a few guys I'm working with production-wise. Like uh, we produce, we, we play, we, we arrange, and we have something uh, we put on, on the shelf that uh, we may use, you know, for some kind of, like if I hear a, a right direction and I'll show it to someone, to, a, to an artist, and then they uh, like, oh, I can write something to it, you know? So that's interesting. And it's an interesting approach. It's a different approach. But we started doing that. And uh, the guys I'm working with, I want to mention their names. Uh, it's Daniel Kapler from Israel. He's a super talented, up-to-date kind of uh, producer, you know? Yeah. In Israel. And uh, he actually is moving here permanently uh, uh, in December, like in a week and a half or something, something oh, wow. like that in a week. Actually, in a week, yeah. And uh, I have in the studio here, we have another room that he can work off of. Uh, there's a whole suite that uh, we have two like, uh, control rooms. So he has his room that he, he was working here last year, a few months, and uh, now he's coming back. Uh, I have another guy, Vlad, from Brooklyn that I'm working with closely. We do a lot of stuff with him. So basically, yeah, to, to, to accomplish the, the quantity of work, I have a few producers that I'm overseeing everything that's done and uh, we're doing it all together and uh, brainstorming. So, you know, things are good. That's really cool. 
that's really really cool so what other what other things do you guys do other than what in your studio what other services and things you offer the musicians and what kind of people come through your door do you mainly work with jewish artists or you work with anybody who's looking to well i, I work with, with anybody i my, my major portion of my clients are in the jewish industry and uh i work closely with uh, uh, a, com a great composer itzi waldner you probably heard of him. Yep. Uh, his name his name gets dropped all the time too, and I keep getting back, trying back and forth with him on email, trying to get him on the show, and he's like, "Yeah, he's he's so busy. He's always you busy. should. Yeah, he's busy. He's hard to, to, to We had him on the we we've been trying to get him on the show. We actually had another um compose another um songwriter on the show. We had Miriam Israeli um come on our show before, and she was also right. saying how most, she's worked with Yitzi, and most of the music that's written was done by her by her right most songs that i'm involved in miriam israeli miriam israeli so she's you know very very majorly uh involved even though I'm, i don't know her personally she's, but a, she's lot a very of wonderful person she lives here in israel and she lives in yushalayim and she's just a very wonderful person it was a great show have great show with her and like i said your name she, gets she dropped to nail. she sorry she happened to nail every song they send her and she goes right to the point and people love it and it works you know yeah for sure 100 percent. and that's what it's all about you know like and that's the thing like that's the best part about what like hearing this side of it of the of, of the of the coin you know hearing this side of the industry is that no everyone like i said everyone sees the finished product but no one really knows about what kind of work goes behind it and this is what we're trying right. to expose on the show we're trying right. to bring about that other side of the of, of the industry so people can really see and appreciate and those who really love music can really appreciate more of what what it is not just another track on the cd sure i can give you some perspective an album is done it probably takes a year if it's wow. uh, not, not planned uh, amazingly, sometimes it could take four or five months. I, I remember uh, uh, doing the previous uh, Mordechai Shapiro album. Uh, this is the latest one? No, the previous one. It was, it took us four months because it was also planned. And uh, Morty is very, very organized. And besides that, him being very musical and great. Uh, it was very organized, so the tracks, like, we didn't have any gaps in time, so the fastest we've done a full album was with him, four months. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was about to ask you, like, what's the, most, what's the craziest thing you guys ever done? It seems like Morgan Shabriro's album in four months. That's pretty cool. Basically, yeah, because knowing that industry, sometimes, you know, and again, it's not that it's bad that people drag the album to be four years sometimes. It's not bad, you know, like, I've done instrumental album uh, with Shlomi Cohen that uh, was uh, Shlomi and mine uh, idea to take. Uh, he's a sax player, Shlomi Cohen. Just oh yeah, so, no, yeah, he's, a, he's an amazing sax player. Out of I also here. play saxophone. Oh yeah, so yeah, yep. you check it out. We we had a we have an album came out some time ago called uh, Breeder, and it we took ten popular Jewish tunes and made them uh, instrumental but with a twist so you should check it out oh wow uh, you'll have to send me a link i'll put it up you have to send me a link i want to check i'm sure, really very iTunes. interested in this it's definitely on itunes but uh, i'll try to find a link for this no wow. problem i'll send it to you uh it's very very interesting album with a twist uh yeah i'm doing my self-promotion here <laughs> and uh, 
and uh, uh, people liking it, you know, people playing it as a background music at the weddings and stuff, you know, like interesting. That's uh, very cool. Yeah. Besides that, uh, some albums take, uh, like this album took us four years to make because we we're wow. trying uh, to find the downtime when we're not busy. And yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say at least probably in the Jewish industry, the albums t probably take a little bit longer than you would think because this isn't these their main profession, and so it take you know like you know you got you got to make parnasa. So in order to put, a, I was talking. We had somebody, a few other people on the show. We had um, Rabbi Yossi Lowenbron um, on the show with us. He was talking about an album he put out. He said it took a while to create and take a while to do everything because like you know. When, when it's not your main profession, when you're not making like millions of dollars off of each one of your album, collecting the royalties and things like that, you know, not, you still got to really. have a day job. Not really. I, I mean, there's only probably a handful of guys that really make profit from selling the album today, which, first of all, in the real world today, nobody re releases, almost nobody releases albums anymore, but singles. I mean, singles make more sense. You have a single you have two singles you put it on itunes people download it people like it becomes a hit uh an album is something that probably has out of 10 or 12 songs two or three hits that carry the album right the rest is like we call it album fillers oh yeah uh, and uh in 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 secular world you know like people come out with with singles a lot there's still albums, but there's there's mostly singles because there's no physical CDs anymore, almost, right. you know. And Jewish music industry is a niche, so it's like they sell CDs uh, uh, still, and and uh, it's a little bit different approach. But uh, uh, today, you know, singles is is the way to go, and people adopting that uh, idea of releasing a single or or EP extend. Uh, uh, right six six uh, song albums so you know today you don't have to make an album you can make a few singles and be on top and make a video you know invest in a video and uh a lot of people do that today and you can yeah. can see what nice videos now in the jewish industry that was never there now they produce nice videos you know that makes sense. I mean, look, why not? You know, that's why I always ask these guys who come on the show, like, what, what's, what's your, what's your thoughts by music videos? And they say the same thing. It's like, why, you know, give the people something to get, take the hit song, make it, make it go viral, and that way spread, spread the word even more about your songs, about your album, about your band, about your, yeah. about your music. Yeah, that's people don't cool. realize today. Everything is so vivid. Everything is so. Everybody wants to be wants to see things not only hear things and right when 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 you looking for something on youtube for example for for a song by an artist and you dial the song and you're gonna see 99 percent you're looking to, to to see a video of that song and mm -hmm. through a video and i honestly when there's like a, a, a still picture uh like uh, and there's a song like some people do it's yeah. not a video and they're just a, a, a image and you're listening to the song people are not interested in that it's not exciting anymore you know no, because I, it doesn't I, tell the story I'm, it doesn't it doesn't guilty. tell the story Listen, I, i'm myself guilty of that I'm, if i'm <laughs> gonna go look for something and it's not a video i'm freaking gonna switch out you know like i'm not gonna stay on that channel i'm not gonna listen to it <laughs> no i'm with you i'm with you on that one so people yeah, want to sure. get more excited people want to 
really feel and see things. So uh, I think all people who make music should take this into account and really uh, put some budget for videos as well, even though it's expensive, I know. Listen, you know what? You got you to promote yourself. So, yes. Ian, before we go, I just wanted to ask you one last question. Who's the craziest person? Who's the most ex- interesting person you've ever worked with in this, in this industry? Whether it's in the Jewish music industry or not, who's the most interesting person you've ever worked with? Wow. Most interesting in what terms? You know, like the... They all, like... Everything. Most you know, people, like, 99% of people I'm working with, they're super talented and uh i'm enjoying producing some of the stuff for them and it's it's a it's a ride it's it's a difference like uh you know it's it's like your child like uh, 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 when when you have a song produced you like that song at that moment uh, right. i may look back two years from now and say oh i should have done this i should have done that but because mm. i'm changing as well but who's the most crazy i don't know i don't know how to even uh approach that that thought you know like uh, a guy comes in the room he fills the room with his craziness and we go with 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 his idea and his direction my job is to try and pick up on what exactly you're looking for you know because like i said to uh one of the clients i'm working with like you get a composer's song and it's played by on piano or guitar and it's been you know performed by the composer and there's a song but now to take it and produce it, you can take it to five or even 10 different directions and they all could be good. So to choose the direction, I need the feedback of the actual artist to see if it, you know, if that uh, suit is gonna suit him, you know? If right. it's gonna sit well on him. So that's, that's the, it's every day uh, brainstorming on how and and, and how to fit something to a person, you know, that is going to be authentic and the person is going to be in his comfort zone and all that stuff. It's not simple, you know. So the process is very, is very uh, demanding, you know. But who's the crazy person I cannot really... <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I can't, you know. Hey, man, no one worries. One person above the other. It's, it's, it would be a mistake. No, nah, it's all good. Uh, well, Ian, it was seriously a pleasure having you on the show. I, I love learning about this side of the industry. I also love this learning about the musician side of the industry too. But this is all. This is a nice break. We get to understand the 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 where it all comes from and how it's all put together. And I really appreciate you coming on the show this t- um, today with us. And My I pleasure. wish you continued Hatzalaha with all your clients and with all your all the people you're working with. And you should continue to put out good music for us to listen to and and get, get happiness and joy and simcha from those artists and from that music. So Ian, again, thanks so much for coming on the show. And so I look much. forward to hearing more of your work in the future. Yeah, we should talk in the future. Of course, Disha. It was a pleasure. And thank you so much. Amazing. All the best, my friend. You too. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simple the Podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Go Simple Live, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!